Ah, you damn right. Hope everybody is having a good Friday. It is Cinco de Mayo today. Please uh, have a great time for your Cinco de Mayo. Do it safely. Do it responsibly. Get that designated driver figured out. If you're heading out to have a great time and maybe do a little drinking on your Cinco de Mayo, we are out and about in beautiful Bastrop, Texas, for one of the legendary events of the year, and that is the Mullet Open. It is Chad and Zay on this Friday. I'm Chad Hastings, and he is Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? What up, Chad? Glad to be out here for another Mullet Open. for a great cause. Love being out here. Bucky does a great job. It's exciting. I am just really glad that no one asked me to come out here and do a show until they covered this room and put air conditioning oh, in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hallelujah Woo! for that. Uh, we got uh, we got our crew out here. Thanks to everybody for help getting things set up. Uh, our man Derek. We got Jack Farrell with us, uh, running things on this side, making sure we're technically good. And back in the studio, making sure everything is running smooth. Cameron Parker, nice enough to produce for us today. Cam, how we doing? Guys, I'm a little heartbroken today. Yeah. yeah. Why's that? Did not get an invite from Bucky to the Mullet Open. I mean, I feel like I'm like the golf guy here. I'm pretty white. I love the sport. And, uh, I'm pretty white. That you are. White as a golf ball? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, I'm getting a little tan now since so it's summertime. But besides that, I mean, come on, Buck. I thought I thought we were boys. I guess not. Am I not good? At, maybe I don't have – maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe that's it. I did leave you some balls. So that you did. You that's practice true. With. Mm -hmm. Cameron, here's how it works. The Mullet Open is a reputable, respectable tournament. Only a certain number of ringers are allowed, and Bucky has filled that number, so you would not be allowed. You would be considered a ringer. You're so good. So he just, he just, he, he was already full. Oh, uh, okay. Full of ringers, yes. Yeah, it was already full yeah. of and ringers. Cheater, and cheaters. And cheaters. Uh, that voice you hear, of course, is Bucky Godbolt from BNE every morning, 6 to 10. Bucky, how we doing? I'm doing great, man. Feeling, feeling almost there. I'm just a little tired. Right. No, I could understand Go take that. a little nap. Now, this is the 35th mullet open, the no, 48th. It's 22nd. Which is it? 22nd. 22nd. 23 years, 22nd event. Man, oh, man. Everything going good this year so far? Everything is good. You know, we started yesterday with the mini mullet open. We've, we've expanded because there was just too many people that wanted to get into the mullet open, and I refused to do a morning and afternoon shotgun. There's just there's no way possible. So uh, the ladies from Austin Cocktails who, who said, hey, listen, we'd like to have that. We'd like to sponsor your Thursday event. Did you think you can get 50 players? Well, that didn't take long. It just – I thought really we would get maybe 30 more over the top of the mullet open. But within 72 hours every year, both tournaments fill up. There's just – you know, so it, it's done. So we had a good time yesterday. Uh, Hayes City Store, Travis Tindall cooked burgers yesterday Ooh, afternoon. I know those were on point. I thought that had to be I good. I know those were on Golden point. Chick was lunch. You know, oh. Golden Chick. We were just yeah, hey, we were just talking about that. <laughs> I could tell you that – my family did not have golden chick for dinner this week, but I'd be lying because we hit the golden chick at Elgin <laughs> this week. It happened. And then tonight, of course, you know, Mitch from uh, Mitch brought the tacos this morning. Okay. And uh, from that point on, Christy was here from Cakes Rock. I saw Christy. Oh, she was here, and she's got stuff in there for dessert and breakfast. It was just totally ridiculous. And then tonight, of course, the main event, and uh -huh. that's uh, – Louis Miller barbecue. Wayne Miller would be oh, the chef. Will right. be out Wayne's here tonight. In the house. He's got uh, and he sent us a menu of brisket, chicken, brisket, and mac and cheese together. Like oh. brisket mac. That's is that a thing? That's yeah, a thing. That's a thing. That's is that a thing? Popular. Heck yeah, that's a thing. So yeah. then he's got Hawaiian rolls, and nice. he said it will be it'll be something special tonight. 
Very serious cool. Serious eating right there. The mullet open uh, rolling for the 22nd year. Now, Buck, you said you had over 50 yesterday. How many do you have today? Uh, 170, something like that, players. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of players today. And this, you know, this thing was filled up with, with prizes yesterday, and now we just got the one half. And it was, it was, it was warm yesterday, but today it is hot out. It it's is not really just warm. not just humid. I see the sun shining too on top of that humidity. Dude, this is when Bastrop kind of has oh, that East, East Texas feel. This is when Bastrop feels like East Texas when it's this kind of steam. Down by the water by the Colorado River Ooh, here. You man. can feel that steam coming up. But this is uh you know, for the Burke Center for Youth, this is our this is their fiftieth anniversary, the Burke Center for Youth. Wow, that is that right? Houses thirty two young men from awesome. from seventh grade through through graduation and then, you know, those kids are no longer become wards of the state. They just have they have to go. They have to move along. They can't stay at the Burke Center until they're like 27. They're done. And not not many kids are, are fostered. You know, you get to be, you know, 10, 12, 13 years old. Not many of those kids get to be foster homes. So these are kids that have had some really, you know, some things happen to them. And, you know, no fault of their own. I mean, sexually abused through family members. Uh, they've had some tough times of, you know, addiction in their families. And they're housed right there in Driftwood. And uh, my guy Tito is the main sponsor of, of the Mullet Open, but yesterday it was Austin Cocktails. It is surprising for a guy who hadn't had a drink in 22 years, has alcohol sponsors. Yo, you, know, you got a lot of alcohol connections, I know. Man. What is you the have, deal with that? <laughs> I know that's been temptation. Yeah. You are oh. strong. You, i got to marvel you for that. Bucky, you have a lot of alcohol connections, and those of us around you appreciate that. Uh, and, just <laughs> yeah, like I, and just like I told you last year, if you need to get some of those bottles of Tito's away from you Man. and some of those Austin cocktails away from you, I will be glad to help. Well, I'll be glad to help because <laughs> I am – Tito's is easily my favorite vodka on the planet, and I love Tito's. Shout out to, to Tito Beverage and the crew. But also, shout out to those ladies from Austin Cocktails. Wow, those are special from what I hear. They are tasty. Yeah, I mean, the funniest tasty. thing about – what's really funny about Tito is last year – you know, I, 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 I talked to him, and, and he said, I said, you know, what was I on the list of your charities? He said, you were the first five charities I ever did, and now I'm over 7,000 charities around wow, the world. that's awesome. Around the world. Hey, you want to talk about big time? I was at a family reunion in Pittsburgh a few years ago. We were at a bar, and I wanted a vodka and whatever. It was either a screwdriver, vodka, mm -hmm. pineapple, whatever I was drinking. And I walk up, and I say, give me a vodka, whatever. And they she said, do you want Tito's? And I looked at her like, are you crazy? I didn't think in Pennsylvania I would even ask for that. And I look up, and she said, hey, she said, we, we couldn't open if we didn't have Tito's. That's she true. Said, we, yeah. She said, it is the most popular vodka we serve here, and that's in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That in was the, so impressive It's the most popular me. in the world. As a matter uh -oh. of fact, we were at yeah. uh, in Indianapolis, and a guy sat down and said, I'm going to have a vodka and whatever. And he said, so do you have Tito's? And they said, no, it's the shipment will be here tomorrow. He said, well, I'll come back tomorrow. Wow. I'm like, there's all kinds of vodka. Yeah. What are you talking about? There's, no, isn't there a great goose and something? I said, well, won't you have a great goose and something? I mean, if you need to get your drink on, can't you drink any vodka? He's like, no, I'll be back tomorrow. Hey, it's all good. He gets here. It's all good, but, but it's he not is, all Tito's. But he's a wonderful, he's a wonderful man. And, and as I said, I started out with one case of Tito's from Tito. And, you know, labels were on sideways and his little distillery out in Kyle out yeah. there. And it just now – his labels are standing tall. And I said, you know, Tito's, I've, ne I never tasted, I've never tasted your product before. He goes, that's right. You haven't ever tasted it. And I said, but $10 billion to you tells me it's pretty good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're on that $10 billion list. tells me you're, you're doing okay. He said, the best in the world.
There's an episode of Yellowstone where oh, Kevin yes. Costner goes to his little bar because we know he liked to drink in that show. Uh-huh. And he pulls and out so his daughter. Is that right? And the Tito's is showing. You <laughs> see that label and you're like, man. You know what started him out really time. getting him really going was that is awesome. Charlie Sheen for Two and a Half Men was on an airplane and ordered one of those little shoot, the little, oh. little bottles that you like. And I said, really? wait a minute, I've seen that bottle before. And that Tito's took off right after that. And he, yeah. said, he said he'll never do flavored. You'll never see flavored vodka with him. He'll never leave his distillery here in Austin, Texas. And everything is shipped out of here. I mean, if you want it, it comes out, out of here through this airport to the world. Yeah. And he said, I'm not doing five different distilleries around the world. It's right here. This is yeah. local. It's, it's all about it. And what he's done is Tito's now moved out to Driftwood, right near where the boys. He's got 5,000 acres out in Driftwood. Okay, so they're right out there near. Yeah, where and he's now out. not just – he doesn't just give money. He goes by. He sees these young men. I think he built the gymnasium for him. The guy said, "What?" Tito said, what is it on your wish list? He said, I'd like to one day have a gymnasium. And Tito said, where would you like it put? Just tell me where to put it. Right. Wow. And it, it'll be there. And he's done so many great things with, you know, and, and there's a lot of, you know, me being an alcoholic and 22 years sober, you know, Brown Distributing, Agnes, and, and the wonderful people out at, out at uh, Brown Distributing have been wonderful to me. And, mm-hmm. you know, they've, they've taken a hit over the last six months, as we all know and some of the promotions that have gone out. But that's, they don't make those decisions there. Brown Distributing doesn't make those decisions. That's higher up. So it, we, are, we are employing an awful lot of people from our area at Brown Distributing. So nobody wants to punish them for decisions. They didn't, they didn't make those decisions. So mm-hmm. Brown Distributing has been a big part of it. Tito's ABC Home and Commercial just joined this year. Okay. Country Springs Water is now a big part of it. And numerous others now have, have asked, how can we become a part of the Mullet Open? I said, just hit me early next year because I'll start right back again in November. It starts up for me in November Wow! and runs through. It's a six-month ordeal. I keep all the prizes. Everything is in my shed, my man's shed, which my, my, my wife is so happy to get rid of this stuff. Yeah, yeah what but, happened to that? I thought that was supposed to be a you know, nice little movie room for the grandkids. Y'all go up there and watch still Pixar a, and Disney movies and yeah, stuff. Yeah, well, co- according to my taxes, it's still there. <laughs> that big piece of thing is still there because they took that out. They made that as part of my property, so I still have that. I still have the, the TV room and the workout room, but the shed is where all these kayaks and things like that go, and you know, tractor supply. And a, another great thing about doing this is, and the most fulfilling thing is starting to happen now. Some of these young boys are getting hired by places like Tractor Supply, uh, Cavenders, Cavender Boots. You know, Cavenders and Ariad Boots is a big part of what we do, and Ariad has given me thousands of dollars to give out in boots and jackets, and Cavenders. They want to hire these kids. When they get to be 18, they want them to come and look for an employment. Because the people, kids from the Burke Center. Yeah, yeah. They want to give them an opportunity for a career, not just a job, but have a career. I, I think somebody from Benjamin Moore some came yesterday and gave me some cards. said, bring those boys to us. We can't get people to, to, to want to work these days. Mm-hmm. So we'd love to have them and to start a career, not just be a part of the company, but be career-oriented. And I said they would love those opportunities. And it, that's been – one of the things that's, you know, after all these years of just giving money and doing stuff, now to hear that, you know, the Berg Center, we'd love to hire some kids from the Berg Center. That's that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's fantastic. And a big reason for that is because at the Berg Center, they give these kids guidance and they give them and it was, tools so they can be yeah, successful and you're right, when they Zay, leave the place. And it was hard on, it was hard on me because I, I kind of butted heads with the, the headmaster who's military guy. You? Yeah, I did. I butted heads <laughs> with him a little bit because I thought, you know, they used to wear – they used to wear – hats the the orange hats you know the the hunting hats and stuff mm-hmm. well they they it signified 
you know, how many, how they had them in numbers and stuff like that. I said, but for these young kids, if they see something orange like that, that makes them think of prison. Mm. They've had relatives that have been in prison. Mm. That's an interesting point. But you know what? I relented to him. I said, you know what? This is your business. You know more about the structure than I do. Mm. Now, I, I, I didn't want to – I wanted to understand, but I thought it was kind of hard to have those kids in, in hats and shirts like that. I so said, wait, but there's a reason. So eventually you backed down on that? Oh, I backed on – Yeah, I backed really? on down. Okay. Yeah, this guy's there 24-7. Right. These people <laughs> deal with those kids, and, they, and, you know, they help them with their structure and what they have to do. And, you know, they walk in, in a line, in a straight line and stuff, and you don't – you can't be a slacker and hang behind. I mean, this is pretty regimented, and they need that kind of regimen, yeah. you know, that, because their lives have been just a total mess. And this is going to give them some great opportunities. And I'm excited to have been a part of that. And I go over, you know, I don't go off often enough to talk with those young men. I used to go an awful lot. It's just been far in between. This just takes, it just takes a lot of time because I collect all the checks. Uh, Jancy does all the computer stuff because I couldn't do this without darling promotions. I, I just couldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I, I don't have anybody to, you know, I'm not going to be on the computer taking names and, and everything else and, we're just very fortunate that she's been doing this for for years, 22 years. Yeah, that's amazing. Congrats on the uh, on the 22nd mullet open. Now we're looking over here at the auction stuff. This is done silent auction for the for the people that yeah, are playing. Yeah, that's that's Chris's deal over there, and and yeah. Chris has some wonder. He gives me 50 percent of that. Okay. Are we exempt from this? Since, no, no, uh, you're not. You can do. We, we can do this because I see this B. John Robinson jersey. He just got that signature the other day from the, he was at the camp. Ooh. Yeah, there's a VY. There's a Bijan. There's a great signed Bijan picture. My favorite might be that. Shania Twain uh, picture over there. That's not bad. That's a, a signed. Uh, That's very classy. No, shot, I was talking about shot of her in concert. Is, Come on now. Wait, but you just went to a big concert and you and saw. Uh, we just went to Taylor Swift. That's I'm still, over there. Also, I'm still there's, recovering. Taylor Swift. There's an autograph. You got T Swizzle over there. T Swizzle's over. I said Chad may be interested Ooh, in that. Oh, oh, you know what? I've spent enough money on Taylor yeah, you're Swift. You're done. Later. You're done. <laughs> I think I'm fine. I think you're Yo, done. If you win that, Thanks, we're good. That's Monkey's next two birthdays. Yeah, right yeah I was gonna say that's. <laughs> yeah, that is that. I'll hold that for the wedding <laughs> present in years from now. And that's the silent auction part. You know, you go and bid on that, and the young man gives me half of that. You don't get half of that generally from silent auction people. He said, for the Berg Center, yeah, we're going to give you wow, half. Wow, that's awesome. And then there's our big raffle outside there, and that's, that's donations from everybody, from Top Gun to Tractor Supply, yeah, I see you the, name it. I see kayak, I see a cool dartboard, tents, all kind of cool stuff. Well, yeah, underrated is the Yeti cooler. Yeah, there I is. see that. That's very yeah. underrated. Yeah, I and, like uh, that. And, of course, you know, a couple of years ago when Trey Elling was with us, you know, the paper route guy. Come on, when he was, man. Do we have to he was, take shots at us, the night he won. He won. <laughs> From uh, he won a chainsaw, and he said, "Can I make a trade for this chainsaw?" I'm like, you don't want the chainsaw. And so last year when he came, he goes, "Damn, I wish I'd have had that chainsaw." I said, "I bet you do yeah, wish you had a chainsaw." Right now, after all the trees oh, fell, and yeah. now we got a chain, we got a, a, a pole saw out there also from Brandon Mars, and Brandon just donated that flat Ooh, out about six hundred dollars. Cool. I said, "You take this." I'm gonna need you to quit talking about Trey Allen as the paper route guy. The guy has a successful show. Oh, he's a nice stalker. Talker, nice talker oh. not stalker. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Well, he, of course, is here. He's been a big contributor. And generally, he brings his kids out with a little sad face so they can get, you know, a riding toy or something. He didn't bring them this year. Oh, no, they're over at the hotel. I'm sorry. That's where they are. They're, they're, over, there. they're over there okay. peeing in the lazy river. Oh, gross. <laughs> Those kids over there peeing in the lazy river. <laughs> I hope I, I do hope I see him today. I have not seen him in a little bit. Oh, no, it's, it's, this is fun. This is uh, – as I told my wife, my wife said, you wouldn't know what to do with yourself if you weren't doing this, running around every day after the show, going and seeing people and meeting up with people. But it's a, it's a pleasure. It's an awful lot of fun. And I get to see the same faces 
you know, some have disappeared and no longer with us, and some of them are going through chemo and things like that. That I, they said, well, he couldn't make it this year. He'll be back again next year. So I see those. Some of these dudes were old 22 years ago when we first started. <laughs> so you know how old they are. Now they're, they're old, old. By the way, their grandkids are staying overnight out here and doing some stuff. That's fantastic. And the Hyatt's been wonderful. They give us – you don't get the rates that we get at this time of the year at many Hyatt's throughout the country. I bet. So that Lazy River looks good. Derek and the whole gang are over there. BK, they're over there right now. That's where they said they were going. I yeah. hit hitting that Lazy River, and I said, remember, 16 means 16, oh, y'all. Bro. My. Wow. <laughs> now we're going here? <laughs> Now I had to say that about BK. I said, BK, wow. if she says she's 16, you're, she really is probably you're 14. You're just trashing <laughs> people right <laughs> now. What? <laughs> you're just trashing We're talking about Brad right Kellner now. back in our area. What, what, was, he, what was he in, saying about us this morning? I yeah, can only imagine. The dudes in Houston living good. Some of the most beautiful wor- uh, women in the world come from the age. He ain't worried about whatever's what? down here. Brad's talking to At the lazy river going, floating around a little inner oh, tube looking. That's school right now you got 16 relax. means 16 bk <laughs> wow that's all you need to know you got bk checking ids over at the lazy river yeah. oh. what you got going on oh i said one of you's married and one of you needs to understand 16 possibly means 14 wow so just keep on going <laughs> quit asking questions unbelievable but it's good to have you out chad you know it's been you have never been out to this event uh we, but, were, but, we were here last year but you need to go out here yeah. you need to stay for the meal tonight you're right down the street from your road. No, I know. I know. If I didn't have, uh, if I didn't have the kid to go pick up from school and all that oh, kind yeah. of stuff, I got to get the, I got the daddy taxi for a little longer, Buck. Yeah, the Just kid failed the driver's test, Buck. Yeah, well, kid, I, I, kid I, failed I, the driver's test, so I got to keep driving him for a little right bit. right here. Casey Stutters out here today. Quan Cosby, who I had to, as he was walking through the parking lot late, I had to let him know that can we start now? Now that you're here, yeah. I mean, come on now. Yeah, I'll just let the secret out. I was the driving instructor, and I told her that you always go eight miles per hour over the speed limit, always, because that's just always, always. So we we sabot- even through the even through that the the those neighborhoods. We yeah, we no, sa- no. We, we sabotaged the test so we could keep driving her around a little bit longer. <laughs> that, that was the plan. No, but I'm glad to have you guys out. Zay's dad's out here playing. He loves to be out here. CC's playing so. He's out there already sweating because it is nasty oh, out yeah. there, y'all. What kind of golfer is CeCe? Has he had time in retirement to get a little better? CeCe's nice. Yeah? CeCe's okay. nice with it. He, he holds his own. He was the golf coach at Bowie for a long time. And one of these times, you guys got to get out there and actually play. Uh, nah, I'm not going to waste somebody's spot. I'm good. I'm I, not going to waste somebody's spot. I'll waste somebody's spot. Man, we'll do it. Yeah. I haven't played golf in forever, but uh, I love being the fourth worst person in an event like this. Oh, it's absolutely. Maybe hit a putt or two. Because I heard y'all are getting – That's about it, yeah. I, I heard y'all are giving events to the worst team this year. Oh. Or giving uh, awards to the worst team this yeah, year. Yeah, Charlie Wilson's from Callahan's brought – he brought some ideas here. Well, nobody's going to hear they're out there. The worst place – is going to get a gardening set, which means you need to take them <laughs> golf clubs and put them up and start gardening. He has gardening tools. Four, nice. four guys are getting a garden funny. set. Yeah, that's garden. good. That's what I would be. Uh, I'd be on that, that worst team. Bucky, we always appreciate the time, man. We'll let you get back to uh, all of this. We'll let you get back to, go to the Lazy River so you can go Thank check you. on BK yes. and all the other stuff.
that is Bucky Godbolt, and it is the 22nd Mullet Open, and we are glad to be out here. Always good to see you, sir. Thank you, guys. And Thank again, you, if you need to get rid of those bottles of Tito's, you just let me know. Yeah, you BK hit those two before he left for the Lazy He's, River. Uh, got the bottle of Tito's. <laughs> Yo, BK's off vacation. He's off work Come right on, now. Come on, BK. What are we doing? All right, we're at the Mullet Open. More coming up. Uh, we will get into some NBA, obviously. Uh, last night, it happened the way that Say and I told you it could happen. We'll get into what Golden State did to the Lakers. Uh, Milwaukee making some news, even though they're not in the playoffs. And we got a couple games coming up tonight, plus the unexpected passing of a Longhorn legend. We've got to talk uh, about Lance Blanks today as well. It's all coming up. We are at Hyatt Lost Pines in Bastrop. If you've never been out here, check it out. And thanks again to uh, all those great sponsors that have helped Bucky out over the years uh, to help the Burke Center for Youth. More coming up on the Horn. All right, getting things started on a Cinco de Mayo Friday. Since uh, I don't get this option very often. Anytime Zay is on the show, but not picking the music. I like to see, just see if he can identify some music for a change. You got any ideas on this one, Zay? Hint, Cameron. Oh, <laughs> uh, hint? Um, yep. The lead singer of this band lived in Austin for a long period of time. It's not a bad hint. Ooh. Doesn't sound like Gary Clark Jr. <laughs> it is not Gary Clark Jr. I bet Gary Clark Jr. digs this song, though. Yeah, yeah. It's not Alex Jones either, Zay, just in case. That was your next guess. Okay, appreciate that, Cam. Good looking out. How about Monster British Rock Band? Not the Beatles. Not the Beatles. The Who? Nope, you're getting there. What do you mean I'm getting there? That's little, all I got. A little later than that. Uh, uh, say this might be a little bit too inside baseball, but they were have thought to have sold their soul to the devil. <laughs> that is true, too. That is true. Led Zeppelin. Oh, man. Led Zeppelin. We're going to have to get you to listen to a Zeppelin record. Yeah, this hurts a little bit. We're going to have to get you to listen to a Zeppelin record. My kid just got into a little bit of Led Zeppelin, so we'll find some Zeppelin. Heck, if, trust me, if you got through Toys in the Attic and, with Aerosmith and you dug it, you'll dig, there's some Zeppelin stuff you'll like. Okay. You'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get you some Zeppelin. Uh, ramble on there from Zeppelin getting us started. Cameron Parker producing for us today. Zay and I are out here at Bastrop uh, at the Hyatt Lost Pines for the Mullet Open. Thanks to our man Jack Farrell on the technical side here. He's our engineer on site. Thanks to Derek and the crew for getting everything set up as well. Thanks to Bucky uh, and all the great sponsors for making the mullet open happen once again. Uh, obviously, a lot, of, a lot of happiness out here, a lot of positivity, the, the good causes and, and everything. Um, as we say a lot in this, in this job, it is a wonderful job. It's so cool to be able to talk sports and take people's minds off stuff. But every once in a while, we have to talk about something that is just awful and terrible, and sometimes it is the death of a sports figure that creates that conversation. Uh, being on the air when Daryl Royal died was just an incredible thing um, to, to be a part of in the Austin area. Incredibly sad, but incredibly, hopefully therapeutic for the Longhorn family to deal with that. I remember dealing with, you know, with those shows that you don't want to do, but you know you got to. And yesterday, we heard about something that Zay, we just hoped it wasn't true. And we kept hoping it wasn't true. 
and then eventually it was true that one-third of BMW passed away yesterday. The great Lance Blanks, at the age of 56, passed away in Dallas, and just a heartbreaker for the whole Longhorn family. I'll get you and, and Cameron to comment on it, even though you guys, are, you guys weren't exactly watching the, the run, but y'all do love Longhorn basketball, and it's hard to love Longhorn basketball without knowing about BMW. Yeah, that's who I first heard of when I knew about Texas basketball going to Tom Pender's camps. You know, I was just so into Chris Clack and Chico Vasquez, especially mm -hmm. those guys being Austin alums, Chico going to Reagan and Chris going to Anderson. And my dad would always be like, nah, boy, there were guys before these dudes right. that were some serious dudes. And then he put me on to the BMW squad that we saw in 89 and 90. And talk about a guy who who loves the game of basketball. It showed just in his career, and he played with a certain joy. You know, Chad, one of the moments this past season with this 2023 Texas basketball team, I don't remember which game it was. Timmy Allen had a finish. I don't know if it was an and one, but he had a finish. And he did this dance, and like I'll, I watched a show <laughs> called Johnny Bravo back in the day. Oh, called Johnny the Bravo! Yeah, very inappropriate. It's a very oh. inappropriate. Just a wild show. That dude, yeah, talk about stalker. He was a creep, but he always did this move called the monkey. And Timmy Allen did that. Uh -huh. And they asked, I don't know who asked them in the press or later, Dale Timmy, what was that dance you did afterwards? And he said, Oh, I saw Lance Blanks do it in a clip back in, in the day when they made their run. That's great. And if you go back and look during that Xavier game in the Sweet 16 in 90, he did that. Wow. He had a nasty little Jordan-like finish where he flipped it over his head. You could probably see that clip circulating around social media and YouTube, and then he does that move. And it's just kind, kind of eerie now knowing that Timmy Allen was paying homage to him then. And to what we know now about him, very sad. My heart goes out to his family and friends. And, yeah, this definitely hurts for the whole Texas community, not just Texas basketball community, the whole community, like Lance Blanks from Longhorn Network. He was a huge part of the university, and he will be missed. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of, uh, a lot of sadness and, uh, and just a whole lot of, uh, of positive thoughts towards Lance and, and his family. And like you said, the, the Longhorn family uh, today. Uh, Cameron Park. Like uh, like Zay, you are you were not sitting there maybe watching every game uh, since you are on the younger side. But what do you think of you've you've talked on the air about you know your dad and the relationship with sports and all that stuff? Were you kind of raised with the knowledge of BMW? What do you think of when uh, when you hear the name Lance Blanks? Yeah, I actually had a unique relationship because I got to work at Longhorn Network or intern there and actually got to work alongside Lance a few times and got to actually shadow him and Lowell on some Longhorn Network broadcasts. So, and, and Lance, just absolute professional. I mean, there's a reason why ESPN used him as much as they did. Uh, a great guy to work around. You could tell how much work he put into basketball and how much he cared about the guys, right? And just seeing everyone speak out yesterday from Joe Dumarge to Steve Kerr and all the things they had to say about him and even T.J. Ford, uh, I believe Eric Metcalf had some comments. So it, it's a really sad day yesterday when, when the news came in. Uh, I was with Jeff Howe here, and our, our hearts just dropped to our stomachs. It, it's, it's never something you want to hear, especially a guy like Lance and his impact around Austin, but also around the game of basketball. It's, uh, it's been incredible to see what he's done the last few years. And the BMW, I mean, that goes back to a time period where 
you know, we actually had some creativity around the game where we would actually name front courts and back courts instead of just saying, oh, that guy's good at basketball or he's different is what we hmm. see, you know, BMW, run TMC, stuff like that. So what he was a part of, I think, was, was really cool. And, of course, that Elite Eight, I mean, that's something that as a Texas fan, you know, there's not a lot of always a lot of Texas basketball highlights you can watch, but that's something that you can always go back to on YouTube and, and enjoy. Yeah, Cam, I like that you said run TMC with Chris Mullen, Tim Hardaway, and Mitch Richmond because those guys, they were doing their thing in the league and they were putting up crazy numbers. And so was Joey Wright, Travis Mays, yeah. and Lance Blanks. Like all those guys averaged 20 points a game or more in that 90 season and just brought a lot of joy and fun to the game where people in Austin, they never seen that before. They never seen yeah. that style. And Tom Penders was so ahead of the curve and ahead of, you know, kind of like what we saw with Mike D'Antoni in those 2000 years, just high level offense, really exciting, putting fans in the stands. And, you know, man, those teams, those teams were absolutely legendary. I'm sad I didn't get to see them, but now, you know, with Lance passing, hopefully more film starts to come out mm -hmm. and, you know, games and stuff on Longhorn Network so people like me could go see what was going down back in 89 and 90. Yeah, the last day or so, uh, or as, over this last day, I've reached out to people that when I thought of, okay, who do I know that knows Lance Blanks and worked with Lance? I've interviewed Lance many times. He was very giving with his time uh, to do interviews, unless it was in passing. I don't know that Lance Blanks and I ever met face-to-face, -face, but he's one of those people I've talked to so much, I feel like I know him, and his personality was unbelievable. Everybody I spoke, the, the people I spoke with yesterday, the people I've texted with, it's all kind of coming back to the same thing, just how great a guy he was, the energy, and how he made people feel and to me, the, the weird analogy I came up with was in an art class years ago to try to learn, and I'm a horrible at drawing stuff, but there's like three key elements in trying to get things right. You got to have the, there's the positive space, there's the object itself, there's the negative space, which is the space between the gaps and everything, and then there's the light. Lance Blanks was the light. That's who he was. He provided that energy for cynical, sarcastic people like me. We need that in our lives. We need the genuine article to remind us, oh, there are good people in the world. There are just good, you know, happy, bright people in the world. And every time I watch the broadcast of Texas basketball or whatever, or some of those other games he did, because it wasn't just Texas. He would do different games. You always felt it, man. You saw his smile, but you always felt it, the energy that he had, and he just loved basketball uh, but yeah he was a great guy a lot of, I, I mean you listen to people talk about him the great causes he was involved in and Cameron said it too the fact that Steve Kerr takes time out of his day yesterday getting ready for a playoff game to say hey we got some terrible news today oh. the fact that it mattered that much to him he goes hey going back to San Antonio when he was the director of scouting just there's so many people's lives that Lance Blanks uh, touched over the years it's, yeah. it's such a sad Steve story. Steve Kerr had to worry about LeBron James and Anthony Davis right he went out and Talked about yeah. Lance. Like, yeah, yeah that, that shows the kind of person Lance Blanks is. And, yeah, going to what you said about loving the game of basketball, you could tell someone loves the game when they have multiple jobs within the game. Yeah. From analyst right. to scout to GM. He couldn't stay yeah. away from it. Well, and the, Like from his playing days in the league and you know, college, et cetera, he couldn't stay away from it yep. because he loves being so close to it because he loved the game so much. And, man, you got to marvel somebody like that. Yeah, I reached out to uh, Bill Shoning today, voice of the Spurs, and he said Lance is the only athlete he's ever covered and done a game with. And he sent me a picture of the two of them sitting courtside uh, and just had nothing but great things to say. So, obviously, they would have known each other 
Longhorns and Spurs. Um, and he said he was just, a, you know, an incredible guy and just that, that energy uh, that everybody's uh, talking about. So I saw Isaiah Thomas tweet about him. Wow, like, I missed that. He wasn't in Detroit that long. That's right. He was a piston. <laughs> he, was, no, he was a yeah. piston, but he wasn't in Detroit yeah. that long. But for him to just capture the hearts of, like Cam said, Joe Dumars and Isaiah Thomas and that little time that he was in, you know, Motown, that's just – uh, hell of a guy. Yeah, there was there was magic around the guy. There's no doubt. And seeing the comments from his uh, from his two daughters was so sad and heartbreaking yesterday as well. So uh, rest in peace to the great Lance Blanks, dead at the age of 56. Uh, no specific details have been released on that, and I'm sure the family will get around to that uh, in due time. But right now, it's about them grieving. It's about long the Longhorn family grieving, and uh, a lot of folks out there for Texas basketball. The connections uh, we're seeing lots of pictures of you know TJ Ford and Lance Blanks, um, you know, all these different guys through the years that, um, that, that you know, Lance was, uh, was a part of their lives. So we're certainly going to mention Lance through the show today, but also talk some other things basketball-wise. Of course, the NBA playoffs rolling on. Zay, we warned the folks yesterday, we both had a feeling that it could be what we saw. It could be Golden State bounces back and maybe big. One of the last things you said yesterday was, this could get out of whack if it goes the right way. So in your estimation, how did Golden State, how, how were they able to get a 27-point win and make it look so easy last night? Uh, they played them exactly how I thought they should play them. Let LeBron James eat, take away everybody else. Let LeBron do something that he's capable of doing, but he doesn't necessarily want to do. This is a guy that, you know, people say he doesn't have that Jordan mindset, doesn't have that Kobe mindset, and it's because he likes getting his teammates involved so they could get a rhythm and passing the ball around, and he'll pick and choose his scoring spots. So he came out really aggressive yesterday, and it looked good for the first quarter. Like, oh, LeBron's keeping these guys in the game. They took a little bit of a lead, but will that last? Anthony Davis was awful. It seems like he's been good and bad every other game. Yeah. Like one game, he's good. Next game, he's bad. By the way, it doesn't even seem like it. I heard the stats this morning. He's literally got great numbers in odd games, and he's horrible in even games. It's stupid. It's bizarre. In games one, three, five, et cetera, he's awesome. But in games two, four, six – He's terrible. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand it. So, I mean, putting Draymond on him was huge. And ironically, Kevon Looney, he was sick. Yeah. So they had to start Jermichael Green. And Jermichael Green being a 38% three-point shooter, now they have to play him different. They can't help on certain guys like they were doing. Like Draymond Green, when Steph Curry would be in pick and rolls and the assignment for Darvin Ham and the Lakers is to double-team Steph Curry, don't give him any openings, don't let him get going. And that's what they did last night. Steph Curry was a willing passer. He was a terrific point guard. We always talk about, is he a point guard? Is he a shooting guard? Mm-hmm. He played point last night with the 20 and 12 that he displayed. Yeah, how about when he, that? When he would get in those high pick and rolls, they would throw it to Draymond, and Draymond would have a clear lane because instead of Kevin Looney being in there where it's easier to help on, you had your Michael Green in the corner. And Jermichael Green, even though he missed a couple of shots, he was still letting it fly. Like, his confidence was still there. You could tell they were like, yo, yeah. keep shooting, bro, because we believe in you. And the 15 points he had was solid for them. Yeah, three out of six from beyond the arc, and it just felt like every time they set him up, it felt like it was going in. Oh, yeah. The rhythm felt right, whether it was Draymond getting it out to him, whether it was Steph getting it out to him. Uh, I think that's a great point. So, yeah, they, I thought about you watching the game. I'm like, yeah, they're doing exactly what Zay's talking about. Let's see if LeBron can put everything on his, his shoulders and do it. And then that, that, 
adjustment from Steph to kind of be the guy that starts things because we've talked about him. He's so good. He can be any version of the guard you need. He's not Clay Thompson. He can start it. He can finish it. He'll be the middle. He'll do whatever you want. And he was awesome last night, and then that really got Clay. That's a Clay Thompson night that reminds you what he can be too. Eight of 11 from beyond the arc. One of those games where you talked about somebody else giving Pippen vibes. That was a Clay Thompson Pippen vibe For game sure. where For it's sure. like he may be the other guy, but the other guy's tearing you all apart tonight. Yeah, and people forget Clay Thompson, he's a very petty dude. He's very competitive, and his pops, Michael Thompson, was a former Laker. Hell, he's on the play-by-play for Lakers radio oh, during these right. files. They, they were talking about it during the game, Van yep. Gundy and Mark Jackson, how when they asked him, who are you rooting for? And he said, ah, oh, whoever wins, it's a win-win for me. Well, okay, Clay being a lot uh, – a Los Angeles native, he's been waiting for this type of series his whole life. He said, I've been waiting for this for my 12 years in the league to play against the Lakers. So when you got Steph Curry getting all the attention and then Draymond getting all the attention, sometimes for not the right reasons, but Draymond gets way more attention than Klay Thompson, even though Klay's a better player, I think that grinds his gears a little bit. Hmm. And they're putting Austin yeah. Reeves on them. Austin Reeves wasn't necessarily playing bad D. He was always in the vicinity, putting the hand up. It's just Klay Thompson's one of the greatest shooters ever. That hand don't mean a damn thing. No, he hit tough shot after tough shot. Oh, one of the plays was an out-of-bounds play, and he caught the ball on the free throw line and he threw the ball out to the three-point line and came off and just stroked it like it was nothing and then he had a shot in the corner where he caught the ball at his chest and a lot of the time Chad as a shooter which my pops I'm going to talk to him when he comes back from the mullet open uh-huh. I'm going to ask him about this how much he hated this when I did it because yeah. it's so hard to do as a shooter when you catch the ball at your chest just to save time the the realistic thing would be to just shoot it, right? When you catch it from your just shoot it. It's one of the hardest things to do because your natural reaction when you catch it at your chest is to bring it down, down and, and gather and go right, up. Just right. NBA players do it. Sure. Clay does it better than anyone. Catch it right at the chest. I've seen him catch it like at his head catch and go and right into his yeah. form. It's one of the prettiest things I've ever seen, and it's what makes his shot so quick and so hard to guard. So, yeah, man, I still think the Lakers are in, uh, Lakers are in some serious trouble moving forward because now – Golden State has the recipe. They could keep doing this. Yeah. If you're the Lakers, what are you going to say? All right, let's just start. Let's play Steph one-on-one. Let's play Steph straight up. Let's not double-team anymore. And ask the Sacramento Kings what happened when they did that in Game yeah. 7. That's a good point. Ball. 11 of 18 for Klay Thompson and 8 of 11, as we said, from beyond the arc. We'll also talk about tonight's NBA games, the Boston Philly series cranks back up, and Denver Phoenix. Will Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns have any kind of an answer for Denver? Also, we got to go into the James Harden update. we got to discuss that one. And the Milwaukee Bucks have fired their head coach just a couple years after winning the title. We'll get into all of that at 105. Up next in the crap bag, in case you're not interested in basketball, i got two ideas for you for weekend viewing. little UFC preview, a couple of good fights there. And the Kentucky Derby features a cool little local story that you may want to follow. We are at, speaking of great local stories, we're at the 22nd annual Mullet Open here at Hyatt Lost Pines in Bass. 
Bastrop. Uh, if you get a chance, get on out here. It is an incredible place. Uh, and uh, Bucky and the crew are out here with the mullet open once again. We uh, And by the way, Ball Don't Lie going to be out here as well. Rod is headed out, and Harge is actually playing in the tournament, and then he'll be coming uh, to finish the show. I think our man Patrick Davis might even be coming out here today. So you're going to get the whole Ball Don't Lie crew uh, from the mullet open today. Hope you're having a good Friday. This is the horn. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Back again. That's right. Luda. <laughs> Feel this. this. gets meaner and meaner each time, baby. <laughs> Feeling real good, too. What up, Uncle Face? Yeah. <laughs> Getting started on a Friday. It is Cinco de Mayo. I think I can do this one. Yeah, you got this. Love those clues early in a song. I like it when they help me out. Cameron, is it ludicrous? You are correct. Yes. There we go. Ludicrous from Hot Atlanta. This is the Austin Powers beat. I was going to say it's fire. Got that Austin Powers vibe to it as well. Ludicrous going to be a part of the music of, uh, of Bijan Robinson's life, if it wasn't already. Get to Atlanta. I'm assuming you need to know your Ludacris. You need to get up to speed on all that. Yeah, he should. Now, the Atlanta rappers nowadays, that's the little baby. Gunna. You know Gunna. That's one of the few Gunna's Atlanta. Guys. That's yeah. right. I, I am aware of Gunna. Yeah, Gunna's Atlanta. Because that's the one Charles Amenehue liked. Yeah, exactly. Charles Amenehue <laughs> right, introduced me to Gunna. I told, oh, man, I'll go listen to the album. He looked at me like, you're going to what? I said, I'll go listen to the album. He goes, I don't know, man. It's pretty crazy. I'm like, trust me. I'm okay. Yeah, so I'll listen to crazy music in my life. Yeah, the Gen Z wave. I don't know if they're really listening to Luda anymore. Well, they should be. They need know. to. I should. Ludacris, Outkast, and T.I. Those are the three I would recommend. I I'm like with that. It's not bad at all. Right? Throw a little Jeezy in there, Gucci Mane. Okay, there you go. Uh, Cameron Parker, do you have a favorite Atlanta rap, uh, rap act? You're a big hip-hop guy. Probably Young Thug. Oh, Young Thug. Okay. All right. There you go. You see that? He just music snobbed both of us. Yo, Young well Thug. He be wearing dresses and stuff, Rodman style, but his <laughs> flow ain't bad. His flow ain't bad. Oh, I love that. How does the, how does the hip-hop world react to a gender-bending, you know, performer like that? We talked a little bit about Busta Rhymes. You said yesterday yeah. Busta's got a little bit of that right. where it's like, yeah, I don't really care. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. How does the hip-hop world react to that? Well, if you look at – that picture of Young Thug in a dress, he looks like Dadgum Mary Poppins. <laughs> so the hip-hop community, um, the younger generation, uh, they're with it, but the old heads, they were a little confused. They get a little tough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're Just saying like, like hardcore, hardcore NWA fans don't get into that? I don't think so. <laughs> okay, what did you say, Cam? So he also has a lyric of his last album that is literally, when I was six, I knew I wasn't gay, so. Ah, gotcha, okay. Yeah. Now that is an outfit. That is an outfit. Yeah, I don't know. What would you call that hat there? That hat looks like the giant version of the uh, umbrella that I want in my drinks on a vacation. <laughs> the parasol. The parasol <laughs> that I want in my, you know, in my rum runner. That's what it looks like. Zay, are you showing uh, Chad the Jeffrey album cover? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's blue. an album cover? Yes, yeah, it's an album cover. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, Jeffrey dress. Yeah, that's, that's a little called. different. That's a little different. <laughs> Yeah, I'm guessing, like, hardcore fans of, like, the Sugar Hill Gang are probably not into that. Yeah. Just I'm, guessing. I'm not going to lie. When I saw that, I was like, hmm, 
But then I heard the fun. I was like, okay, I get it. There you Not go. bad. There you go. Got to be who you are in the world of music. And it uh, looks like he's definitely being who, uh, who he is. All right, Ludacris and Led Zeppelin getting us started today. Our man Cameron Parker is uh, providing the tunes, producing the show today. Thanks to Jack Farrell for helping us on the technical side. Then make sure we are on the air out here at the Hyatt Lost Pines in Bastrop. Chad and Zay with you. Let's get you a little crap bag here. Some other things going on this weekend besides basketball. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. I will give you three different ideas of things to either watch or go see or both uh, this weekend. So let's start with UFC 288. You know I like my people punching people, whether it is scripted, agreed to, or both. In this case, it is the unscripted version. Tomorrow night at 9, they're in New Jersey for UFC 288, and it's the fight game, so you got to have a guy that said he was retiring that's not retiring. That's right. Henry Cejudo coming out of retirement. He was a champ champ when he retired. He had both. He had two belts and eventually gave them both up, vacated both and retired. He's 36 years old. And Zay, he is a true, he's a rarity in the sports world. He's supposed to be a baby face, but he can't help but be a heel. He's one of those guys that tries as hard as he can to get you to love him, but everybody hates him. He is like Kurt Angle at the beginning of his WWE run. Were you watching oh, at that I love time? Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle showed up with the drink in the milk, I'm your American hero, gold medals, and the crowd hated it. They just decided to hate him. Yeah, especially with Stone Cold with the, the what? Exactly. You suck. Yeah. And then eventually he embraced all of that and became a villain. So Cejudo's had to do that too. He's come out of retirement now. This is the 135 belt, and Aljamon Sterling is the champ. Aljamon is 33 years old. He's defended twice. So that is the main event fight. It's going to be good. And Cejudo hadn't fought since 2020. So we'll see if there's any cage rust there. Also, your co-main is Bilal Muhammad against Gilbert Burns at 170. That's a nice little fight there if you know your UFC. So that's tomorrow night, typical stuff, ESPN Plus pay-per-view. You also have the Kentucky Derby coming up tomorrow. If you are in to the big-time horse racing, they're going to go about 6 o'clock our time on post time. So if you don't want to watch all that preview, and there's a lot of it, 5.57 our time is post time. The favorite is Forte, but if you want an outsider to root for, how about the local story, confidence game is a 20 to 1 and our man Craig Flowers from the high ground is one of the co-owners of this horse okay he, Colonel he's in the group go ahead Colonel that's my man he's got one of the disormos in this group so that because they apparently know what they're doing the horse is running well oh Colonel's big into that he's really into that world he does his research he knows his horses he has a good team behind them yeah, yeah he, he's big into that I know he's looking forward to this weekend for sure so if you want to bet on a long shot uh, I'm seeing 20 to 1 on confidence game so uh, that might be a horse to root for also if you are into rooting for longhorns and in this particular case it would be longhorns with tennis rackets you need to go find our man tennis Tom because I know where he's going to be this weekend he's going to be out at the UT Tennis Center Texas men are the number one overall seed in the, te in the tennis uh, tournament, and the women are the number eight overall seed. Uh, tomorrow at one for the men, today at two is when the women crank it up, but there's going to be tennis out there all weekend long, NCAA tournament tennis going on at this tennis center, and it's all free, Zay. Okay. Free 99 to Yo, get in. 
anything free, I go to. There you go. Like Brian Jones used to say, if it's free, I'll take three. Now back to the Kentucky Derby, because you know how we're starting to see all of these legends with kids and children starting to play professional football also. We uh -huh. saw Joey Porter's son get drafted by Penn State. We see Gary Payton II in this Warriors and uh, um, Lakers series. Yep. Does, like, Secretariat or Seabiscuit have a child that um, maybe just didn't make it? Yeah. you would think it would be genetic some way. I'm no horse. Oh, yeah, no, master. absolutely. Because remember, yeah, because the way they work is, and I couldn't name specifics for you, but – the, you know, the, the stud fees are serious mm -hmm. in that world. Right. Once, once they stop racing, they get to reproduce. They get yeah. to, you know, to, to pass down the lineage. And, yeah, if you listen to the horse, you listen to a horse race, if you tune in tomorrow, then you'll hear – you may not hear the name Secretariat, right. but, you're gonna, <laughs> but you'll hear a name of he is the, you know, he is the son of so-and-so Kentucky Derby That's winner. That's dope. Blah. Oh, yeah. That's dope. Okay. That. I'm with that. I it love is, that. It is that thing, and guys have made that joke for years about, boy, what a, what a great life that would be, right? You race for a little bit, and then the rest of your life – they put you in a trailer. They send you out to a location, and there is only one thing you are asked to do, and then you go home. Yeah. And then eventually you die, and you pass that on because there's so many different, you know, horses out there. That's how it works. Yeah, so there's, there are those. Uh, I'm not sure this year exactly what they are, but the horse racing folks could tell you that. Um, I'm not sure if there's still, like, connections to Secretariat or Seabiscuit. That would be really cool. That would be If you dope. still have, like – his great, 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 great. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if that's how it works. Uh, but the Kentucky Derby is tomorrow, fastest two minutes in sports. Uh, always cool this time of year. So uh, just a couple things to, to uh, maybe keep, uh, keep in mind as we get ready for this weekend. And, yes, off weekend for the XFL championship game is next Saturday. All right, I'll shut up. We are at the Mullet Open high at Lost Pines in Bastrop. Let's get back to the basketball talk Next, Boston and Philly tonight, Denver and Phoenix, plus the James Harden Vegas story takes another stupid turn. Stay with us. It's the Horn.